From pillar to post and coast to coast. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to a book. Hey, do you watch wrestling? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to fight! Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Matthew Terry, and this is the It's Time to Fight podcast. Thank you so much for clicking on that play button. I appreciate every single click that that play button gets. Now, before we go any further, I want to take the opportunity to reach out to uh, or to shout out to John Scott. He is the head of Wrestling with Johnners. Uh, he just recently celebrated his 200th episode over on his podcast. And take it from me, that's one hell of a milestone when you're trying to do one of these things. Uh, so a, a huge shout out to John and uh, and hitting that milestone. Uh, and if you haven't yet, go check out Wrestling with Johners. There is so much great content over there. So many great wrestling podcasts that I am very very proud to be part of. In fact, you know what I'm gonna do? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna surf over to Wrestling with Johners right now, and I'm gonna read you every single podcast that is on this website. Are you ready? All right. Wrestling with Johners, we already mentioned that. That's with John Scott. The Kurt Johansson Show, Pro Wrestling Tonight, Work the Left Side Podcast, The Power Hour, Straight Talk Wrestling, Gilmy Talks, Alliance Pro Wrestling Network, Turning Heel Podcast, Knights of the Squared Circle, Rope Break, Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast, The Bear and Chalky, It's Wrestling Recap Podcast, It's Time to Fight, that's me, The E-Work, the E-Walk, oh, the E-Walk and JB Show. Why did I say the E-Work? I even know this show. The E-Walk and JB Show. God damn it. Rewind, Recap, Relive, The Call Up, The Bob Culture Podcast, Joe Foe in the Ring, Scottish Wrestling Network, It's My House Podcast, What Do You Say with DDJ, Such Good Shoot, Toilet Side Wrestling Talk, Turnbuckle Arms Podcast, Kyle's Wrestling, Pull Up a Seat, a wrestling podcast, DOA's Bookerman podcast, Grappuccino Thoughts podcast, KJ Pro Wrestling podcast, T and Tights podcast, Chaos Theory podcast, Snap, Crackle, and Cheap Pops, the PW4U podcast, Champs Out Last podcast, Ringside Rant. Oh, my dear Lord, there is such... Such great content over on Wrestling With Johners. Be sure to go over there. Check it all out. Uh, Ethan Scott is back on the show today. Had a great time talking to him yesterday. I'm going to have a great time talking to him today, mostly because it's pre-recorded and I already know how this goes. But it is a, uh, a great to have Ethan Scott back on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to fight once again with Ethan Scott. I had this one show. It was like, we used to do like, oh, whoever's birthday it is. I got told the name, but they didn't point out who it was. So it was the wrong people. And I'm pointing at the wrong people like, oh, my birthday's next week. I'm like, then why are you like, what's your name? Oh, it's this. Then why are you letting me go on? Like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, tell me if you're not the right person. 
and I've I've even messed up and been like actually asked the person whose birthday it was, like because it was supposed to be a surprise, and I screwed that up. And the promoter just looks at me like, "No, that's the actual guy. That's not his brother." I'm like, <laughs> "Are you serious?" He's like, "Yep," and I'm like, "God damn it!" I uh, with with birthdays. Um, have you ever gotten someone pissed off because they walk up to you and like, "Hey, can, can you say like it, it's my nephew's birthday? Can you announce it in the ring?" Now, my policy is I'm not going to make an announcement that the pr- promoter hasn't told me to do. And if I'm in a position that I can't go ask them, then has anyone ever get pissed off for you for saying no? <laughs> uh, usually or maybe you it, do say yes. Maybe maybe you have free reign. I don't want to judge. <laughs> uh, usually, well, usually like it's the promoter who brings it to my attention because mm. they they know the crowd so well because they're a very loyal fan base. So they'll know when whose birthday it is and they'll tell me like oh hey just make sure you know, say happy birthday to this person uh before like after intermission before you go into the next match i'm like okay cool i haven't had many from my memory i don't think i've had many people come up to me asking it's usually like the promoter will give me a heads up now if, if we're in the second like if we're coming out of intermission see that's that's something like a lot of people are like oh you know it must be so great to hang out with these wrestlers on these shows, I'm like, I have no idea. I'm the ring announcer. I am there when the first bell rings to the last bell ringing. If and usually at intermission, everybody's out signing autographs or at the merch table. I don't get the opportunity to hang out with these guys. But if we're coming out of intermission and somebody walks up and like, hey, it's my nephew's birthday, you know, can can you can you announce it? And I'll say no because I'm just about to head in the ring. I can't go check. And I've had a few people just get mad at me. So anybody who's listening to me and like, hey, you know, that that guy, he, he wouldn't announce. That's why. That's why I have not <laughs> announced your nephew's birthday or your son's birthday or your sister's birthday or some girl, some girl that you're trying to impress. That happened once. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's why I don't do it. You're the messenger. Like you, you're, you're not the one that's in charge. Like, we're the messengers. Exactly. <laughs> so, I, I, how many do, do you have? Like one home promotion, or do you do multiples? Uh, so limitless, I consider my home. Okay. Um, and when it's limitless, it's either limitless wrestling, uh, let's wrestle, or the limitless wrestling dojo. I consider those my home. Okay. Um, th- uh, within Maine, I haven't been able to do many other promotions because a lot of personal life stuff happening i just recently moved um but i'll do uh the north atlantic wrestling association which primarily runs in southern maine um uh i recently did or not this recent season but i did um behind closed doors for northeast championship wrestling in uh the massachusetts rhode island area that was really cool um and honestly i have uh alexander lee to thank for that um, because he, he hit up the promoter and was like, Hey, I got a guy up here. He wants to get out of state bookings. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I've, I, I mostly do. I mostly do limitless, uh, just cause like, that's my home and I need to be there for it. Like if work permits and I can do other promotions, I, I try to, but now what is, <laughs> what is your loyalty? Like as far as Maine goes now, I, again, I'm Canadian. Maybe I'm, you know, not so bright Canadian. Maine's not that big, is it? It's it's not. And then you try to leave the state and it takes two hours. <laughs> takes two hours to get out of the state. Um, but no, there's there's not a whole lot of promotions 
anymore. Um, there's a handful that run regularly, um, but then there's some that haven't been able to run due to COVID, or there's some that just run every once in a while. Uh, and if, say, a show lands on the same day as like anything Limitless related, I always do Limitless first. Mm-hmm. Is that's like that's my home. I'm, I'm they take priority, uh, but that doesn't happen too often. Like everybody like works around each other in yeah. a way. So like you'll have one promotion one week and then another promotion the next week, or maybe it'll be one promotion one day and then another promotion the next day right after. Uh, yeah, there's not there aren't too many anymore. Because like me, when I first started ring announcing, and then started kind of making a name for myself, I. Like if somebody asked me to go to this area, I tried to limit or not limit, but I tried to like make an imaginary circle, imaginary radius that, well, I'm not going to ring announce anywhere else in this radius. And then like, I, I don't know what your pay is like. Mine was not much. Well, then I started getting asked more and more and like, you know what? I can make some money doing this, at least a little bit of extra money. So I started doing that, like, you know, getting into that radius. But unfortunately, some promoters don't want me to to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever run into that? Like, you know, for any reason, I don't want you working for that company over there. Uh, I I haven't been told, like, I don't want you to to work for them. Uh, There's some promotions just I I just personally just do not want to work for. Yeah. Uh, just like uh, I try, I try to do like give everybody like kind of a a chance, or I try anyway, work permitting. Uh, but I've never been told don't work for them because you work for me. Because mm-hmm. I mean, in a way, we're all independent. Like we we can make our own choices. So it's I feel like if someone does kind of like do that, it's it comes off the wrong way because like we're all independent like we're not nailed down to contracts like you can work anywhere you want really i uh in niagara falls here um one of the guys i was working for he he said like well i don't want you working for anyone else in niagara falls i want you to be my guy in niagara falls because there was like a couple other promotions in niagara falls it's big but it's not that big so he wanted to have like that one little advantage, I guess, uh, at the risk of sound like I'm trying to put myself over. Um, but then there was another company in Niagara Falls. Um, I was doing a charity show and I wanted to uh, record commercials for it. And they said, well, why don't you come record it in our school? Because they had like this beautiful school like with a beautiful ring and like just absolutely wonderful. And I said, why don't you come here and you can film it in front of the, the ring or in front of the, the sports equipment or anything like that. I said, Oh, great. I'd appreciate that. So I went and I did all that. And then it was probably a year later. He decided he was going to try something different. He was going to reshape his promotion into doing rounds, kind of like the European system. Yeah. And he got a hold of me and, uh, he asked me if I would ring announce and I said, I'm sorry. Like, you know, I'm, I promised him I wouldn't, I promised this other guy I wouldn't because I had known like the, the first guy I'd known him for years. And if he asked me, I'm like, okay, fine, dude. Like I won't, I won't do the other ones. 
and uh, he's like, oh, okay, I'm cool with that. And after thinking, like, you know what? He did me that great favor when I did the uh, charity show. So I got a hold of him and I said, like, I can't ring announce, but if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. And he goes, well, I'm doing this round thing. Can you be the timekeeper? Because I want a legit timekeeper and I want someone that's not going to like, like be watching the show so much that they'll, you know, look away from the watch or something. I need someone who I can trust. And I said, oh, yeah, beautiful. I said, the only thing I want you to do, don't acknowledge me. Just I'll be the timekeeper, but don't acknowledge me. Because I don't want people to think I'm working for that company now. He's like, yep, that's that's a deal. No problem. So I get there. They have another guy ring announcing. And he knows me from other shows. And number one, he announced and our official timekeeper, Matthew Terry. And I'm sitting there like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> So I'm like, all right, whatever. Now, this guy was just starting to ring announce. And, you know, in the uh, in the ensuing years, he's gotten better, but he was nervous. He was trying to do like a, a Bruce Buffer or a Michael Buffer. He was trying to do a Buffer. And he wasn't doing it well. <laughs> and at the intermission, uh, a couple wrestlers who were wrestling at another show decided they were going to stop in just to, you know, check out the second half. And when I went over to say hi, one of the wrestlers is just staring at the ring. And I, I looked at it, I said, hey, how's, how's it going? He's just like, I just don't understand it. And I'm like, what? And like, he's a little, he was, he's a little, you know, weird. Or he likes to be weird. And he's like, I just don't understand it. And I said, oh, what are you talking about now? And he's like, I just don't understand it. And I said, what don't you understand? And he goes, why are you timekeeping? And he's ring announcing when he should be timekeeping and you're ring announcing, which I took as a great compliment, yeah. but, <laughs> but yeah. And then when the other guy found out, he's like, well, I heard that they announced you and I said, okay. And I explained why and he says, I told you, I don't want to work for the promotions. What he did was he said, if I know you want to do more than ring announce, I said, yeah. And he says, well, if I, if I give you like a, a an authority position, Will you, will you not work for other promotions? Because he couldn't pay me enough to be exclusive. Yeah. So he actually made me an authority. That that didn't really turn out good. But <laughs> <laughs> I got to try. <laughs> um, th this all this is a long lead into other than eventually getting in the ring, what other things do you want to branch out to? Uh, I... I See, I'd love, I would love to get into the ring, but just, I want to travel and just, I know it's harder being a ring announcer and traveling and getting to other places. Um, or if they need to be an interviewer, because I've been doing interviews for you know, on the road and some of the limitless shows, I've really enjoyed it. So interviewing's something I'd be interested in doing because you can always put your own spin on it. Like, do you think you would thrive as like um, an authority figure or someone that? I I've done the authority figure thing once. Okay. <laughs> it was it was at this there's this like punk bar in uh Portland and the guy running the show he was going to have someone else do the authority authority figure thing and he's like, "Hey, he can't be here. Can you do it for me?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. I'll do that." So I just got to have like a little bickering fight with the the heel manager that was there. 
no one in the bar was paying attention to either one of us. They just wanted to see someone get punched in the face because <laughs> I hear them talking and I'm just like, they're not listening to anything we're saying right now. Oh, well, one guy wanted me to be a manager at one point. He wanted me to be his manager. Okay. He, want, he, he came up with the character thing for me and we were going to do it. Then COVID hit. Uh, but I, that would I feel like that could be kind of fun mm. if given like enough direction. I I. I'd like to give that a try. Well, actually, I was I, I went to check because a lot of people, for some reason, they have problems logging into the Zoom. And when it got to be like 731 and I was like, oh, you know, is he one of those that he needs the password and he needs this? And but then just as I picked up my phone, you popped up and I was just like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was sitting here waiting and I'm just like, I don't know why I was getting so nervous, but I'm just sitting here. And I message my friend. I'm like, God, why am I so nervous about this? And I'm like watching the time on my computer countdown. Like, what, what do, you, do you have like one of those big stories about how you got into wrestling? Like, was it like a, a shared thing with your family, with your dad? Uh, well, fun facts. I actually don't know who my father is. Um, That's a fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't there. I, I don't care. My mom did. My mom, and my grandparents and my aunt did all the hard work. I give them all the credit. Um. I actually went to a friend's house and his older brother always had wrestling on the TV. And then we would play the wrestling games. And I'm a big gamer. Like I'm a giant nerd. The first wrestling game I got was the original SmackDown versus raw. And that's kind of what got me hooked was, okay. was that was the video games. And then my mom was always been wicked supportive, no matter what I've done, experimenting with my look, you know, following wrestling, like she's always been wicked supportive, so she would let me watch it on TV. And the first wrestling DVD I ever got, she bought for me, was WrestleMania 21. And like that was like the first wrestling pay per view I ever saw, really. And that like the video games and a combination of like my mom's support really kind of got me into it. And I told her I wanted to you know, be a wrestler, so she was always wicked supportive of that. Like when I got involved in indie wrestling, like when I did, but I needed rides to shows she always made sure i got a ride there and she would wait in the parking lot till the ring was down and she'd be like are you she would text me you almost done like yes we're having a hard time fitting this stupid post into the van we'll be done in a bit so you, you get into the to the video games and i i find it so funny that you say like the first pay-per-view you ever saw was wrestlemania 21 the first one i saw was wrestlemania 2 like <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit of an age difference here yeah <laughs> But like a lot of the people that I, I have on the show, they're just like, oh, you know, WrestleMania 21 or 22 or, you know, oh, when Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I'm like sitting like, oh, my God, I'm old. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I started off with uh, the AWA and because uh, being from Ottawa, there was an AWA affiliate across in uh, Gatineau, Quebec. So they had like a local show and that's how I got into it was this local AWA show and then my brother who wasn't really a wrestling fan or he wasn't a wrestling fan not even not really um he said well you know there's this other thing it's called WWF and uh they they they're kind of a bigger they're bigger than AWA and to me I'm just like bigger than AWA I'm like eight <laughs> I'm like bigger <laughs> than AWA and my brother's like 17 he's like yeah so I, I don't know if he somehow recorded it or something 
um, or if like a friend of his had WrestleMania two. And yeah, I, that's what really hooked me. Like, I'm pretty sure my best friend at the time, his brothers were into wrestling and that's where I saw the AWA stuff. And I would go over to their house and if it was playing, they'd be like, Hey, let's go watch wrestling. Hey, let's watch wrestling. But I remember it was WrestleMania two that just made me go like, Oh my God. Like this is, I love it. And you know, instant Hulkamaniac and King Kong Bundy scared the crap out of me. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out how uncle Elmer could be that big. <laughs> and then like, you know, from there it was just, it was off to the race, like Saturday night's main events and just blah, blah, blah. Not that you asked how I got into wrestling. But <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to, to hear how others get into it. Cause it, it, it's always neat because, like, I got into it through video games. You got into it through, like, your brother and your friend's brothers and your friend. Mm-hmm. And just finding out, like, how we all kind of got sucked into this, it's really cool because it's all a little different. Well, uh, you were talking about how, like, your mom was supportive of everything. And my mom was, too. My, my parents uh, split when I was around 11. And my mom, uh, after kind of, like, the, the, the rough time after the breakup, I'm like 11, 12 years old. And she kind of like, you know, Matt, are you okay if I leave you alone at night? Cause you know, she wanted to have a social life, Yeah, but she would buy me VHS when she'd be going out to whatever. And I remember like the first Royal rumble having that on and all my mom really knew was Hulk Hogan. That's all she really knew, but she would try to relate to me with Hulk Hogan. Yep. And so she, I, I'm watching the Royal Rumble and she's like, okay, so what is this? Is, is this like one of those battle royal things? And I said, well, not really. It's, it's you know, every two minutes someone's going to come out. And she's like, oh, oh, okay. And then so she's getting ready to go wherever she's going. And every time it would go, I could hear her go, is it Hulk Hogan? <laughs> no, mom, it's not Hulk Hogan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it Hulk Hogan? No, mom, it's not Hulk Hogan. Is it Hulk Hogan? No, I'll tell you when Hulk Hogan's coming out. <laughs> but she tried. She she definitely and actually, actually before that she tried to get involved with wrestling. Or it wasn't so much that she was trying to get involved with wrestling. She was trying to to monitor what I was doing or what I was seeing. Yeah, because she knew sometimes wrestling could get a little bloody and stuff. So she would go through my wrestling magazines just to see. You know, if there was like gory stuff in there again, I'm like eight, nine, 10 years old and Hulk Hogan's workout set came on television and Paul Orndorff was part of the commercial and he's like pushing the Hulk Hogan workout set. But at this point, Orndorff has turned his back on Hulk Hogan. So this commercial comes on and I said, like, why is Paul Orndorff trying to help sell Hulk Hogan stuff? And my mom goes. Well, they used to be friends. Maybe this commercial was made before they uh, before they weren't friends. And I looked at my mom and go, "How do you know that?" <laughs> and she's like, "I read your I read your magazines." Uh, okay, <laughs> this is my thing, mom. How do you know? No, did like did your parents like how old were you when you get into these wrestling video games? Oh God, I had to have been. God, I want to say like maybe ten, eleven, twelve. Okay, um, around that time. So you're like, starting to kind of get into that no better stage. Yeah, yeah. 
and like I said, she was wicked supportive. She'd have me watch the shows. Obviously, if there was something that was inappropriate, she'd just be like, cover your ears or look away. I'm like, all right. Um, she took me to my first house show and it was insane. And I remember Boogeyman and Bobby Lashley had dark matches. It was before they were on TV and I, it was Lashley versus William Regal. And I was a little kid. I didn't know better. I didn't know how good William Regal was. And so I'm cheering against Regal. I'm like, yeah, I get him. And Lashley point leans over the ropes, points at me and smiles. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. <laughs> and there was a street fight with Eddie and Ray. Cause it was like around the time they were feuding over Dominic. Yeah. And they run right by me and my mom. And my mom puts her arm in front of me. Cause she doesn't want me getting hit by them. And they both, as they're running by, kind of look up at her like, we're parents. We get it. Don't worry. Your kid's safe. We're <laughs> under control. And then they break one of the merch tables. So they were in control, not hitting a little kid, but they broke the merch table. <laughs> my mom brought me to my first show. And I don't know if I've told this on the, the podcast before. Not, as I said, not a wrestling fan. She, again, she's reading my magazine, so she knows some stuff. But not a wrestling fan at all. And the Central Exhibition was coming. And it was Hogan and Savage in the main event. And I remember they announced at the beginning of the show that, uh, you know, so everybody can see, don't stand up in your seats. Eight or eight-year-old Matthew is thinking, you're not allowed to stand up. <laughs> what they mean is, don't be up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, going to yeah. get beer or whatever. But I don't think I'm allowed to, to get up. <sighs> so when Hogan comes out, of course, everybody in the building, right in the in the, uh, in the stadium, because it was an outdoor uh, football stadium. Everybody stands up, and I've been waiting all day to see to see Hulk Hogan. And everybody stands up, and I can't see a damn thing because everybody's standing up. And my mom, who has been reading a book the entire time, not watching the wrestling, reading a book. I look at my mom and I'm like, mom, mom, everybody stand up. I can't see anything. Everybody. And my mom looks at then stand up. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, mom said I can. <laughs> She's the law. I can do what she says. <laughs> yeah. So I got up and I like, I stood on my chair and then like there's, he's coming down the aisle and of course he's being just mauled. So I'm trying to figure out like which of those colors, because we had pretty cheap seats. But I'm like, okay, which of those colors there is Hulk Hogan? All of a sudden, he just he got to like the ringside area and just busted through. And I, I remember just like, oh, my God, I am in the same building as Hulk Hogan. It is now <laughs> official. Like, that's Hulk Hogan. Do you find it weird? You're talking about Ray and Dominic. D do you find it weird seeing Dominic wrestle now? <laughs> it's, I think it's so cool. I think, I think it's, it's cool too, thing. but I remember the, the 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 Eddie and Ray feud, and I'm just like, I I know that's not Dominic. <laughs> it's like you were you were you were smaller than your father. Now you're bigger. Like, yeah, what's going on? I always envisioned he would have something similar to Ray's mask, but like tigers instead of like the e like the eagles. Yeah. So it was just tigers. I don't know why, but I always thought, <laughs> oh, Dominic's going to have a mask similar to his dad's and it's going to be like tigers. And he doesn't have, I think, they, weren't they going to give him a mask at some point? They were going to give him a mask, but Ray, though, this is again, I, I'm, I'm not there. Obviously I say that all yeah. the time. 
I don't like to talk about what's happening behind the scenes because I'm not there. I don't yeah. have a goddamn clue. But what I read was they were going to Ray put his foot down and said, no, you have to earn a mask. And I guess he said in some interview about how Dominic has to earn his mask and how he can earn that mask. But yeah, originally they were going to give him a mask. Okay. But apparently Ray put his foot down. At least I that's mean, what I read. I mean, if, if that's true. Like, that's real cool keeping up with tradition of like you you have to earn like earn your way to be you know kind of like the com- i don't want to say the complete because like he could still like he could he might not who knows maybe he might be like i don't want a mask but like kind of cool that he's gotta he's gonna earn that instead of it just like be handed to him so yeah he could be like i worked for this this is mine i worked for it mm-hmm. um i just watched uh have you ever heard of Camp Leapfrog? I have heard about it. We we had it going on at the dojo when we were tearing down the ring for a show one time. I was watching it. And I thought it was just so neat. The the main event of their last one, which was Camper's Choice, I think it was. Yeah. Um, the main event was uh, the winner got to unmask because both of them had had one of them was tired of the mask yep. and didn't want the mask anymore. And, but they, they didn't want to disrespect it and just chuck it away. Yeah. So they wanted to earn that. And the other one was wearing the mask in honor of his father. And now he wanted it out of his father's shadow. But again, he didn't want to just take the mask off and just throw it away. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting spin on it where, cause usually it's like the loser has to unmask. This is the winner gets to unmask. Yeah. Now, the only thing with that was, I didn't realize it, but the show was pre-taped and I'm, I'm on Twitter when the show was going on, I'm live tweeting with it. And when the main event came around, like I had figured out by this point that it was pre-taped and everything, the main event comes around and the guy who won the match and got to take his mask off, started tweeting about it, but his thumbnail is him without his mask and his new wrestling name. (laughs) And I'm sitting there just like, Dude, <laughs> like, did you not think this through? <laughs> so, what what does mom think about you being in wrestling? She loves it. Like, she's yeah. wicked supportive. Um, I I showed her my match that I had on the road against Eric Johnson, and she was so proud. Like, she she wasn't doing the whole like, oh, you could have been hurt. She was like sitting there, like in awe that I got to do what I've always wanted to do. It was like, this is so cool. You finally had a match. And she's always been supportive with me ring announcing. Um, like when I did the, my first Limitless show, which was do what you love and fuck the rest. She, she knew how much I like Sammy Callahan. So she actually was in the crowd. She taped me at na- the beginning of the match announcing JT Dunn and Sammy Callahan. Yeah. And you see me in the footage shifting to the side because you can feel Sammy's aura. And I'm like, if I don't get out of the way, he is going to charge through me to get to JT Dunn, and I don't feel like being a splat on the mat right now. <laughs> I got I got whipped without being told by Sammy Callahan. And don't take this as sour grapes, although there is a little sour grapes. Sammy asked for the microphone. I didn't know he was going to ask for the microphone. Yep. So when he asked for the microphone, I started walking towards the ring. He took his coat off, and then like he whipped his coat over top. Maybe he didn't realize that there was belt buckles on this fucking thing. Ooh. Yeah, 
And like he whipped me and just like the, the leather just slap on my back and everybody was just like, oh, shit. And then like and like the next uh, two days later, I was doing another show and someone was there like, hey, how's your back? And I'm like, it hurts like fucking hell. And I showed my back because I had a bruise on the base of my back Ooh. from one of the uh, from one of the belt buckles. Oof. So I'm sure he didn't do it on purpose or he, he just didn't really think it through. But yeah, there's a little bit of sour grapes in that one. <laughs> I I luckily haven't been hit with anything. Uh, every time Rip Bison gets in the ring, he swings that strap. So I'm like, I got to get out of the way or I'm going to get smacked. But I had somebody as I'm announcing them. Oh, my God. Um, Richard Holiday, I think it was. I'm announcing him and he throws his jacket and it lands on me and covers me. As I'm announcing him and I don't miss a beat I'm like, and I'm just standing there like kind of laughing to myself like that was really good. I dig that. That was good timing. Um, you were talking about your mom and being like so proud and everything. Yeah. Um, do you remember uh, Alistair Ralves from uh, TNA? He was part of Team Canada. I don't. I no? like. I remember Team Canada, but like the only two I remember are Petey Williams and Eric Young. Okay. Um, Alistair Ralphs, he came in for a little bit um, on the uh, indie scene. He was uh, norm- known more as A1. And I used to manage Abyss. And I was managing Abyss. A1 was going to powerbomb me. And earlier in the day, we couldn't get our timing down to, to do the powerbomb. We decided to go through with it anyway. My mistake. I should have said, like, no, I ain't doing this. Like, you're, <laughs> you're putting me in quite the position. So it was my fault. I don't blame A1 or anybody else. But he picks me up, and I do like the biggest sit-up I can. And we, we kind of overcompensated. And so he started taking me down. And while I was, I, by the time I thought of tucking my chin, I, I'm halfway down. I real, Oh, my God, I'm going down. Oh, crap. And I didn't get my, my chin tucked in time. Oh, no. So you can see my head just kind of flop around on the video. And I had a severe concussion. So the next time I go to visit my, my mom, my brother's there and uh, we're talking about this concussion. And I said, well, here, I'll, I'll, I got the video. I'll show you. And my mom's, I'm not watching this. Uh, why? Like my mom would not watch me if she knew I was doing something. Yeah. And just like, why? And she's like, because I don't want to see this. Like, I'm standing here. <laughs> I'm fine. And she's like, I'm not watching it. But mom, I'm like standing here. <laughs> I'm here in front of you. Clearly, I'm okay now. Like, yeah, like I'm good. And she's like, I, I'm not watching it. And then when it was done, my brother was just like, mom, you, you it's, it's fine. And my mom, my mom, I am not watching it. My mom refused, never wanted to. Uh... And then my mother-in-law, she hates wrestling. So I can't remember why. Her and my wife, probably so my wife had someone to sit with. Uh, she came to one of the shows. And so she would stand or she would sit there. She'd watch me ring announce. And then when the wrestling started, she would go out into the lobby. Because she didn't like watching wrestling. She thought they're going to get hurt and stuff. So then she would. And I didn't know this was happening until after the show. I thought she was watching the show with my wife. But uh, at one point at the uh, intermission, she comes up to me and she's like, Matty boy. She's Hungarian. That's why she calls me Matty boy. Yeah. She's like, Matty boy. Are we allowed to take pictures with the wrestlers? I'm like, yeah, mom. Did, was there someone you wanted to have pictures? And she's like, um, how do I get a picture with that guy? 
And so I, his name is Justin. I walked over and I'm like, uh, Justin, my mother-in-law wants to know how she gets a picture with you. And he's like, oh, really? So he was because he's like this big jacked guy. <laughs> he walked over and I'm just like, Justin, this is my mother-in-law, Anna. Anna, this is my, my or this is Justin. And he puts his arm around and I'm like, hey, Anna, how's it going? And so, yeah, is there, um, how can people find you? Like, uh, like what, what kind of social media presence do you have? So on all three, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, I'm Ethan Scott 207. I mostly post on Instagram and Twitter, but feel free to go follow me on Facebook. Um, now what's the 207? Uh, cause it's uh Maine's area code. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So it's like, so that way, you know, it's Ethan Scott from Maine and not like Ethan Scott from like Arkansas. If there is one, uh, there probably yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. now I'm going to find them. Want to support this podcast? Follow it on the Twitter gimmick at Time to Fight Pod. Follow the host at Announcer Terry. I'm a ring announcer. I'm a damn good one. Visit our website, www.itstimetofight.ca. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, email us at timetofightpod at gmail.com. October 22nd to 24th, It's Time to Fight presents Wrestling with ALS 2021. A weekend full of wrestling podcasts from worldwide, a live wrestling show presented by Moonshine Branded Wrestling, stand-up comedy from members of the wrestling community, and much more. The whole thing will be live-streamed. The wrestling and comedy will be open to the public, and every dollar raised will benefit the ALS Society of Canada. Check out our website, www.itstimetofight.ca, for information. Or email us at time to fight pod at gmail.com.